Hello, this is Shelton Baumgartner, and you're listening to episode 16 of What's the Crack? The Last Pivot. So, as I have uh, said repeatedly, I uh, want to grow this podcast into something more than simply a uh, audio blog. I would like to have a co-host and uh, and guests and engagement and all the accoutrements of a real podcast. I'm using Anchor to record this. If things, if it were to get, if if I were to blow up with my DJ money, as the song goes, I might look into a different platform. But for the time being, this suits my purposes perfectly. I don't think that I would have to change from Anchor. Because it, it is a, it is a something of a turnkey solution, which I, I would guess that's the point. Anyway, I continue to work on a novel. It's going quite well, and I'm quite pleased. This podcast, I hope to make it a bit longer because I want to kind of expand the platform, expand the the program a little bit to talk about more than just one thing, to sort of act as a stepping off point to perhaps having a co-host and a, and a, uh, and guests. That would be pretty cool. Anyway, so the, the big news in Trumplandia is Trump's taxes. I still don't quite know if they, if the New York Times actually got his taxes or if they got associated documents that give us insight into his finances. I think they got his taxes, but it seems a little bit of a letdown given how big a deal his taxes have been, if it's actually his taxes. Now, it seems to me, to me it would make more sense if it was more like the associate, associated uh, documents, but maybe it is. Maybe it's just his taxes. Anyway, the thing I think we have to be, uh, we have to really understand is that that given how weak the ancient regime is, the American ancient regime is right now, uh, this is no silver bullet. And we're so close to the election that Trump is effectively a king. He's above the law politically. There's nothing we can do uh, at all. Uh, we just have to vote. And because Trump is... Trump may be may turn into something of a caged rat. My fear is that Trump will strike back, as all autocrats do, and do something quite uh, unexpected, like maybe raid the, the offices of the New York Times, uh, or something something along those lines, where he feels he can you know his because he does talk about the the press being the enemy of the people, and so in a sense the setup is there for his followers. Like, he would he would raid the New York Times, and then, you know, they're the enemy of the people. He gets to frog walk a few important New York Times people, and they all, you know, sit around and have a nice laugh, or whatever. I don't think that will happen. I'm just uh, nervous. I'm a bit nervous that Barr may pull something out of, a, out of his hat, uh, which, you know, since Barr is kind of a the interior minister, it just seems that given Trump's 
how existential his tackles are, I don't, I can't, I just can't imagine him not striking back in some really vicious way. Because form follows function. He is an autocrat, and that's what autocrats do. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe, maybe this is just going to be, because he knows that his followers won't care, and then and, and that's, you know, he'll just figure out some other, uh, <laughs> other sleazy, double underhanded way to get what he wants. But I think we do have to appreciate that the thing I've noticed is that the two sides no longer talk to each other at all. Uh, I have made a point of going out of my way to to pretty much just yell at MAGA people <laughs> every, at, at every opportunity on social media. Uh, I guess I'm, I'm not doing social discourse any service by doing that, but... Uh, when you're when they're when you're the people you're talking to that disagree with you, their their entire argument is based on a lie. It's difficult to want to talk to them. Uh, I maybe I'm not smart enough to figure out how to get past the lulls, nothing matters situation, because on a political level, nothing does matter. Like Trump, Trump is above the law. He's above politics. Uh, there's absolutely nothing he could do at this point which would matter. Now, having said that, uh, I would like to sort of go sort of go to an adjacent subject, which is, <clears throat> you know, I talk a lot about some very uh, apocalyptic scenarios, but that, as I have repeatedly said, I do that because it's a way of making my abstract fears concrete. You know, I would rather make my, rather make, I'd rather, like, have a concrete understanding of my fears than have this overarching abstract fear that just makes me feel bad. I'd rather be like, okay, well, that, I've paced out a scenario, this is what the worst case scenario is, and as such, I can do something, I can, like, try to manage it in my mind, if nothing else. But the issue is, uh, given that lulls, nothing matters, a uh, problem, it makes you wonder what the last pivot would be. What's what's the I mean, like if Trump does something so outrageous or autocratic or abusive or, or if it's a coup or whatever, when he finally goes beyond the pale, even for his his most ardent supporters, and it's not a matter of of it being locker room talk or just another one of Trump's jokes, if he actually does something self-evidently impossible, that is impossible for someone who supports him to defend, what what will be their last pivot? And, I, and, that, and that's something that I think about a lot because, you know, if, if the last pivot is they simply say, well, legally, he, legally he's president, even though obviously he's sort of work the refs. I mean when they when they tacit not so tacitly accept autocracy, you know, it, it reminds me kind of the of the of the end of Animal Farm where the when the when the when I think it's Napoleon. I think it was it Napoleon? The horse? Anyway. He looks in the window and, and 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 there's or was Napoleon the pig. Anyway. The horse looks in the window and he sees the pigs talking to the man and the and the men and the pig look identical. And it's kind of like that 
in the final, the last pivot, in the sense that will will the last pivot be that they don't even care that Trump has destroyed the country that they say they love. I mean, I, I mean that that's the thing that I I often wonder about. Like the last, because I I have conversations with people in my family who are who if if not MAGA or MAGA adjacent. And they punt, they pivot, they they deflect, and convolute. What about is on both sides? They they refuse to in any way engage whatever Trump's doing that's egregious this time. And I've sort of gotten, I've sort of kind of pinned them down to the idea of of. Uh, if he does something like a coup, then that's something that is more difficult for them to defend. It makes you, I guess what I'm saying is, what if the thing that is like the final thing that they have to defend is existential to the whole thing? Like the, the last thing they have to defend is, you know, Trump steals, like steals the election. There's a coup. Like what, what is their last defense if they absolutely have to have an opinion and and, and I have one relative who has who has essentially said that not until Trump is snatching people out of their house will she care or will she find will she like that would be the thing that was would be the the final that would be the thing that she couldn't she couldn't brook and and it makes me like I'm never going to shut up and I'm prepared to suffer the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune for my opinions. And it makes me wonder if if the personal and the political smash into each other, and and it wasn't her family, but perhaps it wasn't her direct... It wasn't, because I am family, if it wasn't me, but her fa- her family, which, which group would she... If she had, like, Sophie's Choice, like... If I wouldn't shut up, and I was by me not shutting up, I was putting her family at jeopardy. Which what would she choose? Would she choose to rescue me and save me, or would she turn me in? And I've told her repeatedly, just turn me in. I don't, I don't, I don't want your family getting risked. And you know, and it, and it, and, but for for that to be the final pivot, that it would have to be her personal. Family that would be snatched off the street or snatched out of their house—that that would be the final thing. That's that's pretty that's pretty uh, disturbing. If we've gotten that far, then I don't know what to say. But um, it's a very interesting uh, thought experiment because Trump has proven repeatedly that whatever thing that you think that he won't do, he he will do. <laughs> And he's had no accountability for five years. The tax situation proves that he proves pretty much that everything that we thought about him when he came to finances is true. Uh, and even more ominous, he owes like four hundred fifty million million dollars to somebody. And it, you know, it, the question is, will we find out in time who that person or persons is? In the sense that is it. Like, is he making foreign policy decisions because of his finances? Which I think he probably is. Uh, but he, will, he, will even that matter? Will, will that even matter? Will, will, like, is... And it makes you... And, and it gets... And it's so existential that it makes you wonder, like, 
what is the psychology? Like, what what about owning the libs is so absolutely addictive that people sort of fall into a cult that they like? What 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 is the origin of that hatred of liberals? Like, and, and I don't even think it's liberals. I mean, they what they who they really hate is leftists, but they conflate liberals and leftists, and so because of, because of Reagan. But anyway, they conflate. Liberals and leftists, and so it's a we've reached a point where the rhetoric of Reagan, who hated liberals, even though he was he was one there in the thirties, he hated liberals so much that now that liberals have been sort of become a a catch all. They have been dehumanized to the extent that QAnon wants to kill them all. Uh, that's a trouble, a very troubling situation, a very very troubling situation, and, and I don't have. I don't have a ready answer for uh, how to address that. Uh, speaking of such things, uh, I have written about this, but I, I want to talk about it because it's, it's important. Uh, I think we are much closer to understanding the early years, the ascent and early years of Hitler because of Trump. The two men are very similar to the extent, and their rise is similar enough that you can almost say that this that the 2000 election could be essentially our 1930 Germany 1933 election. You know, we thought it was 2016, but it's actually 2020. And so there are lots and lots of comparative comparative bio, biographies to be written about Trump and Hitler, given how similar they are in some respects. I think, I think. Given, I mean, it's it's because what happened was both Hitler and Trump, they had an edifice of like a cult like following that allowed them to be very lazy. Uh, but I think Hitler probably had his mental mental faculties were probably a bit more cohesive. Uh, because I think uh, Trump is losing it. Uh, but I think that we can really learn a lot from uh, Trump about Hitler, and not in a good way. I think that we're, we're learning a lot about how democracies descend into autocracy and fascism. Uh, and I, I don't know, I mean, I don't know uh, what that says about us. You know, I mean, what is, you know, that, that, that an otherwise liberal democracy with a long tradition of liberal democracy would descend into autocracy and fascism so quickly uh, says something about us. And the, and the reasons for descending into autocracy are so stupid that, uh, you know, I, again, that, that's, that's kind, of, uh, kind of disturbing. Um, but the thing is, I think we, we really have to appreciate is that both Hitler and, and uh, Trump are avatars for significant existential problems in their countries. Uh, and the, the question is, do we follow Germany after Hitler into, uh, Germany because of Hitler into autocracy and fascism, or do is there anything possible that could possibly stop what I feel is the, a decision that's already been made by the, the, dead, hand of his, the dead hand of history? And I, I don't really have a, a, again, I don't really have a, a ready answer for that. Um, but anyway, I think that's really something that we need to, to think about.
is the how similar Hitler and Trump are. Uh, I uh, am working on a novel, as I keep saying, and uh, it's going quite well. I do think a lot about how, as a male writer, I can properly describe female characters. And, uh, you know, there, there, there are aspects of the thriller genre that I feel obliged to, uh, to use that are problematic. But I think they typically genre, typically the thriller genre does have a certain, you know, element to it that is not, it's not really that problematic. If you know, if you understand what thrillers are, but I think if you a deal, I know I'm sort of not being very specific. I'm kind of being vague, but I don't want to talk about. It. But there's a there, there's an element of thrillers that is all, that is often problematic. But I feel as though if I have social compassion and empathy and very and, and understand the delicate nature of that element of thrillers, then I can do it and not uh, offend everyone. Uh, but I also think uh, it, it's it's existential. Either you either you can handle you're either you're an adult and you can handle it or you are someone who doesn't want to read stuff like that because it'll trigger it'll trigger you that's pretty much up to you but you know i i i am going to bend over backwards to try to mitigate complaints but oftentimes there comes a point when you just have you have a vision and you're going to do it regardless of you know either you can fulfill that vision or you're not and i'm going to fulfill my vision so there you go Anyway, uh, as I said, uh, I'm trying to make these a little bit longer. I want to make, because I've, I've done a lot of these in a quick succession, I want to make them once a day, but I may, it may be, I may, I may do another one very soon for logistical reasons. But I want to do one, one a day, but make them longer. And also I want a co-host and a guest. Uh Anyway, uh, again, if you like if you like this, please share it, engage, 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 share, spread the word, spread the good word, uh, and uh, I think I think I just need a co-host and, and guests, and I think I could probably uh, pull it off and make it make it significantly better because I, I I have a, a, an easy conversation style, even easy uh, interview style. I think of myself as kind of a, a Larry King kind of interviewer. And uh, if you want to be a guest on this podcast, please let me know. Anyway, this is this has been episode 16 of What's the Crack? The Last Pivot. <laughs>